leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Maddie Atlantic from Ring General Radio. You are listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to Hard Day Diaries. This is the last episode of 2018. I just wanted to thank everyone for listening in and making this what it is. Uh, So uh, please like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. That's what I wanted for Christmas. This is going to be a few days after Christmas. So if you want to go ahead and go back and give me a late Christmas gift, I would love that. Um, That does it for the intros. If you want to uh, get a hold of me, you can hit me up at harddaydiaries at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at uh, harddaydiaries or come find me. Most of you know me as a human being. So uh, with that being said, I would like to welcome to the show today my guest, Sam Strom. Hi, what's up? (laughs) What's going on? I'm just meeting you, yeah. getting to know you. You're a very pleasant man. Thank you. Well, we've, I've seen you around. You came highly recommended. Uh, so I, uh, I I wanted to have you on. So what what would you like to talk about? Um, well, you know, got a whole host of mental health things going on. I told you, where do we start? You said you wanted to dive more into the hoarding thing. So I, I totally could. I do. We've got, so we've got a plethora of stuff yeah, here. Just uh, to like lay out the line real quick yeah. for all of our listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a bipolar disorder type two. And then I also have um, borderline personality disorder and I have a binge eating disorder and I have hoarding tendencies. So there we go. Awesome. Well, I've never been diagnosed as a hoarder, but like I know myself and my know. family enough to know that yeah. I'm a hoarder. I mean, that's one of those weird ones where it's just like, hey, therapist, can you come to my house real quick and just confirm this? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're an episode of hoarders. Yeah, to absolutely. So that I think that one's really interesting. I know I want to talk about all of them. Yeah. But I really... The hoarding one. I just want to talk about the hoarding one. I just I've never talked with someone. Well, what are you curious about? Like, uh, so you, we were talking earlier, and you're saying that it uh, it's on your mom's side of the family. Yeah. So really bad. When when was the first time you noticed that your mom's side of the family was different from your dad's side of the family? Okay. Well, we my whole mom's side is very close. Just like. Uh, emotionally and like literally in proximity um, like all of them live within 10 minutes of their childhood home so I would spend a lot of time with my cousins and like at my grandparents house and stuff and my uh, as soon as you walk into my grandpa's house you know that like they just love stuff and they love keeping things and um, my uncle in particular like he lives in the basement And when you go down there, it's just like there, it's like a time capsule. Like they have things from like the 70s that they just won't let go. If you go into their attic, it's just like so much stuff, just like stuffed in every little like corner of the house. There's a room that's completely unusable because it's just filled with things that they're like, we collect this. And you're like, nobody wants to buy this. And they're like, but it's useful. And it's getting even worse. So it's like you, I mean, you can just walk into the house and there's like trash everywhere and 
it's like it's stuff like that that you pick up on as a child and it's just I, I was saying to you that like my mom has this big thing that like I've learned that you attach like memories to items and if you throw away an item you're throwing away your memories so my mom and I get like really emotional it's like when you throw away something that's completely useless to you it's like you get really sad about it because you're like I just threw away this part of my life it's so it's it's like it's really emotional sometimes they're just like donate stuff especially clothing like I love shopping and I like I thrift shop to be able to afford how much I love clothing but I can remember where I bought and like when I bought every single piece of clothing I have and I have enough clothing that could like fill this room right now really like I have so many clothes so you attach like an emotion to when you found that yeah it's like it's not even just emotion it's like a whole moment it's a day it's like I could probably even remember if I paid like cash or card for a lot of the things like I attach so much to my clothes it's so it's a lot remember like the smells and stuff in the places yeah really yeah it's like it's a lot I just attach so much to my clothing and like trinkets and stuff it's gone really bad with like books too I probably have like 300 books in my room and I've only read like a third of them but I just like can't stop buying them I don't know how to read cool I like I mean like I can read if that makes sense but like as far as like sitting down and reading a book my brain just doesn't I can't I I sit down and it tries to recreate like every little intimate detail of the scene happening so I have like this mental image and it takes me like say a regular like goosebump book right you could probably read that in like <laughs> i don't know 14 minutes however long it takes a normal human yeah three days three takes days me th- three days to read 123 pages or whatever Wild. they are because i create the whole scene and it like every it's very vivid to me so reading is exhausting yeah so if it's like a boring technical manual i have to read i can't you're I can't done for do i can't do it how do you create a scene with a technical manual you can't it's and i have to read manuals all day at work oh my god that's horrible (laughs) it's the worst okay Uh, so reading isn't your thing reading is not but i like i'm fascinated by people that can read like i just i love the idea of it and i would love to be able to do it but i just it's so physically and emotionally taxing for me to read i just yeah yeah I used to burn through books every single I'm really into New Year's goals I'm already starting my list for next year but like every year for the last three years one of my New Year's goals has been to read 50 books that I hadn't read before and um I've never gotten past like 35 but that's still like one book every like two weeks or so that's really good so yeah I like to read I, I think I probably read 35 books in my life you know what, sweetie? That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Uh, most of them were Lord of the Rings because I was bored and we didn't have TV in northern Minnesota uh, in the woods. So That sucks. It took me, no joke, like three years to read Lord of the Rings. Well, to be fair, you picked the absolute worst book to read. I'm a nerd. The Lord so of the Rings books suck. Like, I've seen the movies y- countless times. The movies are trash. Okay, they're trash you're trashed <laughs> i can't believe we have to cancel this podcast right now i'm going home a lord of the rigs argument no it's uh, i mean they're f- like they're fine but they like left out some really cool stuff in the books 
Ugh, okay, the books are boring. Whatever. But like I said, though, I create that mental image. Right. So like okay, for me, so I, guess if I you're make into, the movie in my brain. It's a big like world yeah. building thing. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. So I like I make the vision and it totally just it drains me. Like I could read about 20 pages in an hour and that puts me to sleep. Wow. Yeah, and then that after that hour, I am out. Yeah. For however long. It totally right. saps me of energy. Oh my god. So I'm just like, my sister can speed read. I love it. Oh, that's insane. I, just, I love it. I just, my dad, read. they speed read. I love it. I love that for them. A little bit jealous. <laughs> love that for them. That's fine. <laughs> I have my own things, but like. Reading? Reading. No. I just think it would be cool. It's <laughs> 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 just. Wouldn't just, it be cool to like read? To be able to like read. Yeah. I just, uh, maybe someday someone, if anyone's listening and they have the same issue and they figured out a way past it, please, please, please email me. Or message me. I just want to know. I want to be able to read uh, <laughs> for enjoyment. <laughs> it just sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So back to hoarding. Uh, so what do you hoard? Um, Like I said, I definitely hoard clothing. And right now I hoard books. And I have a lot of makeup. I don't use any of my makeup and I have so much makeup. I also used to shoplift in high school. So like I shoplifted so much makeup. Um, Any white girl that lived in the suburbs shoplifted (laughs) when she was 16. It's just like a fact of the suburbs. And so um, I have just like all this makeup that I stole that I just never use, have never used. And, um, but I like can't give it away because it's like maybe one time four years ago I made a smoky eye that I liked. So it's like I could use this again and yeah. recreate that awesome smoky eye, but I know I'm never going to. Also, it's stolen, you know, and you don't want that person to get caught with stolen merchandise. It's just a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. It's just and too much. It used to be the same way with like nail polish. I probably have like 400 nail polishes. I have like racks in my room because I just have so much nail polish. Um, wow. So, weird transition, but like, could you bring porcelain dolls into this and then just do their nails and then just really combine two hoarding? Okay, well, that'd be so weird. You could put clothing on them. That'd be so creepy. (laughs) I'm a hoarder, not a creep. Well, I'm just seeing where the line is, figuring out what it looks like. Yeah, no. Um, It's it's just like stuff. Like, I, I am overwhelmed by all my stuff, but I also like... Um, when I'm in my room to always have something to look at, even though I, the older I get, I'm like, maybe I don't like this, but now I'm at a point where I have so much stuff that it's like, I can't give it away either. Yeah. And I'm stuck in this like weird middle ground of like, I need more stuff. I want this stuff. I can't throw away this stuff. And also like this stuff hurts to have around me. Yeah. And I've been loving pottery lately too. That I've picked up from my mom cause she buys a lot of pottery. And so lately I've been buying like pots endlessly. And so like lined all around my room, anywhere there's like a little bit of a ledge is a pot. Um, Cause I just, I don't know. There's something about them. Also it holds the other smaller stuff for a while. I was really into like wooden ducks. You, you can find a surprising amount of like wooden ducks in thrift stores. And I just think they're so funny. I probably have like six or seven like wooden mallards for decoration. Just like the decoy wooden mallards yeah just like fake like full size decoy i mean there's just there's a different there's different kinds of them but yeah they're just like fake wooden ducks that i just think are funny that's pretty funny but it's like you only need one you don't need seven 
where my brain would go with that is how can I prank someone with all these wooden ducks? And then I would just start collecting them and then I'd forget that I was going to plank or prank someone and then I just have a bunch of wooden ducks. Um I could I could see that, but then in that scenario I'd have to like give up the wooden ducks to yeah. prank someone. Yeah, so that's t- like cuz it you could put it in someone's car and they would just find a wooden duck. As long as I could get my wooden duck back, I totally would be down to prank someone with that wooden duck. Mm. But I would need that. I would need it back. You need it back. I would need it back. Yeah. So you don't think like when, uh, with all the stuff that at like some point, if you were to give it away, that someone else could make a memory with that. I feel attacked right now. No, I'm just, it's I'm just, mine. I'm just like curious. Like <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding. But I no. Huh. I mean, I know realistically. Yeah, somebody could make a memory with it but it's also like this is mine these are my memories why do they need my memories huh. i don't know i just find that fascinating it's very interesting it's just i i can't even explain sometimes why it's like so hard to give away this stuff that's so useless to me yeah yeah because you like one you said you have the memories but also then someone gave that to you it's not like they're cherished yeah. memories though it's just like if I don't know, it's just like I won't remember this moment of my life if I just like give it away. Huh. When did you notice that like you were you had hoarding tendencies? Um probably in high school I really started to realize like wow, I just like keep a lot of stuff and don't give any of it away. In my head, I was always like, it's fine that I buy so much stuff as long as you donate it. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm not donating any of this stuff to like refresh and recycle. I'm just like buying more and more and keeping it all to myself and I can't give it away. Wow. So then do you like giving gifts? Oh, I love giving gifts, but I have to buy a gift for somebody. I couldn't just like look at something in my room or my closet and be like you know what i think they would really like this i'm just gonna give it to them um i've gotten better about it with clothes Mm -hmm. but definitely with like my stuff i can't do it but i'll be honest i don't usually let people into my personal i think that's another thing i don't let people into my private spaces very often or personal spaces because if somebody says like oh like I would want that. I f- would feel like really defensive and jealous of it. I'm so weird about my private spaces. Nobody comes into my room ever. No. Like mm. none of my college friends just would like hang out in my room because I just wouldn't let that happen. I don't generally let people into my room in, in general just because it's like this is where I go. Yeah. Just to like do me stuff. Yeah. And if I let you into my area, then it's we stuff. Like, I'm fine with it when it's me and my partner because that's our space. But, like... That even freaks me out. I live with my mom right now. um, And she came into my room once. And I just, like, screamed at her for, like, entering my private space. I was like, how dare you? She was like, um, this is my house. Like, I can come in whatever room I want. And I was like, it's my space. I had a total, like, 13-year-old angst moment. But it just, like, it really shook me up because I was like she entered like my space she saw my things this is all my area okay the mics can't hear that but someone uh set off their alarm on their car like a complete idiot 
<laughs> man. I hope that's not my <laughs> what car. What an idiot. Do you have a minivan? I don't. Perfect. I don't Tracy. Tracine? Tracine. The door's open. Huh. Somebody is like in the car. Can you just turn that off, please? I don't think they know how to. All right. Oh, they made it faster. Oh, it's getting better. Nope. Nope. What? <laughs> Did they just play a song with a horn? <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, we're through that. We're back. Um, may cut this up. Probably will forget to. Uh, <laughs> Sounds so good. That's going to be so, such a good moment for listeners. I am so sorry. It didn't last that long. We're, <laughs> we're going to get right back to feeling attacked when your mom entered your private space it was uh, as soon as it happened i just felt so stupid for yelling at her but like i freaked out i absolutely freaked out when she came into my room because it was just like she was like stealing my space with her eyes or something i don't know like it it just wigged me out wow yeah it's so interesting i'm uh, i want i want to have follow-up questions for it but i just don't like, because I'm, I'm, my brain is now thinking, well, would it be part of the bipolar 2? Probably not. Um, could be part of the BPD. I'll be honest. I know absolutely nothing about BPD. My um, therapist, who I'm obsessed with, she um, told me that, like, through our conversations that I checked off, I don't know, it's like six of the nine characteristics or something like that of BPD, hmm. which technically made me diagnosed, but I haven't, like... I didn't care for her to explain it. And I was like, we can talk about it a different time. And I was like, I'll find resources on my own. And then I just like <laughs> never did. Well, and we never came back to it. Uh, Andy Keenan and I talked about it on the last episode. Okay. So, yeah. I'll listen to that. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, I have a psychology degree. I didn't tell you that yeah. before. Uh, but I haven't practiced in 10 years. So Love that. I forgot all the stuff I've learned. No, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, BPD, borderline personality like disorder. BPD is very, it, like a lot of the symptoms are very similar and along the same lines of BP2. Mm-hmm. So I think like it kind of just intermingles and meshes. Yeah, I think they can flip faster though too. BPD? Yeah. Okay. With BP2, you can be in an extended period yeah it's usually like weeks yeah and then switch and then like bpd it could be you could be an asshole today for like two hours and then you're done for weeks interesting so there's like all sorts of different stuff to it but it's really interesting uh interesting diagnosis super common a lot of people have it yeah a lot of people don't realize they have it because they like take their me time and then they take that time to be what that side that they need to just express so it's Mm -hmm. normal totally normal thing interesting it's a very interesting diagnosis uh i've (laughs) never uh, other than andy i don't think i've talked with people that are openly diagnosed so it's good yeah it's good to be out there with stuff yeah when my therapist told me that she was like don't take the word disorder as a bad thing Mm -hmm. and i was like oh my god no it's cool pete davidson has bpd (laughs) i tried to turn this into a joke on stage and it like nobody laughs at it because everyone hates pete davidson now but my therapist was like wow that's so cool pete davidson has it celebrities have mental health problems too and i was like yes girl go off they're just like us (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah it, uh i i like talking about mental health 
because I don't think enough people do. A lot of people will just feel like, oh, mm. I'm weird because I have this. I have anxiety and depression. And a lot of times I deal with impersonator, uh, impersonator syndrome where I just don't feel like even though I'm very good at something I do, I don't feel like I'm good at it. Yeah. I feel like it's only a matter of time before someone understands that I'm bad at it. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. I think it's a lot of what being a comic is. Yeah. Like absolutely. you're just like, I'm not that funny. And it's only a matter of time before people know that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like you get on stage and you're like, okay, I laughed. Well, they haven't figured it out today. But tomorrow they will. But tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mental health is super um, stigmatized in my family. So mm-hmm. I don't really, well, not so much. My mom's really supportive of it. But on my dad's side, for sure. Like, I'm pretty sure my dad just doesn't believe mental health exists. Like, he does, he just does not acknowledge or believe in, like, depression or, like, when I told him that, okay, when I told him that um, I was bipolar and I was, like, going through, like, a lot of problems in school and, like, I inevitably dropped out because of stuff, um, he was, like, he said this to me. It makes me laugh because it's so fucking sad. He was, like, you know what, Sam? Sometimes in life, stuff is just really bad and it really sucks and that's just life and uh sometimes you'll feel sad for no reason and you can't pick yourself up and you just have to live and i was like dad i'm pretty sure you're like dad you might have depression <laughs> he was like mm, no that, no life that is, can't be me life is sad for no reason all the time sometimes that, that for, be weeks, me. for weeks you'll just not want to get out of bed you won't know why yeah, that's normal. Life is like that. Yeah. I was like, I don't think that's like that for everyone, Dad. Oh, um, wow. And it's weird. It's weird. I know why it's so stigmatized on his family because um, he had a brother that killed himself. Oh. And um, so I guess it's just because none of them have ever talked about it. Or like, thank God that my stepmom um, is like a motor mouth and like a chatterbox because I had no idea how my uncle died until like two years ago when we were visiting his grave and she was like oh yeah he shot himself and i was like i had no fucking clue and it's like such a good thing that she's a motor mouth because um when i did start having like major like issues in school and i had to tell my history at least i knew that because it's like a really important detail when you are talking about like your mental health history to know that somebody in your family is like killed themselves yeah you're not the only one that that has this yeah yeah my mom struggled with all sorts of different diagnoses like what um she had extreme anxiety extreme depression um what are some of the other ones she had she was never really forthcoming with a lot of her stuff but like you saw it through a lot so she was uh abused physically as a kid and her mom was very emotionally uh abusive so she just could never really shake that um and it stuck with her for a lot and then you know with anything when you're when you have that cycle you repeat the cycle so with me um part of the reason why i struggle with imposter syndrome is uh she would tell me i was great at something she'd be like you're great you're so great you're this you're that but then she would like lay into me on something else and like physically and emotionally and all this stuff so i would then be like am i so like i have this duality of like no i am good at this and i know i'm good at it yeah but then the other side is well (laughs) remember when you thought you were good at this and this happened so like i always have to be like that voice needs to shut up 
Yikes. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. That so, stems from your mom. Yeah, it stems from, from my mom. Oh, but yeah. uh, a lot of the things that make me feel successful now also stem from a uh, combination of my parents. So my parents have been divorced my whole life. Uh, I talk about it every now and then, like the whole time. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, what was it like when your parents got divorced? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, My entire too. life. Me too. Just the way it was. Uh, so like I had to learn two different families like right off the bat. Yeah. And I used to talk about this. I had a joke on stage that was just something along the lines of uh, five days a week. It was like uh, living in current day North Korea. It was, <laughs> it's like black and white and like all this stuff. Uh, and then like on the weekends at my dad's, it was like things were cool. We had like snowmobiles and I had like my own stuff. And yeah. So like you... I had to live in this two world thing. And my dad was like, work hard for everything you want. Don't do this. Don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. And my mom was like, you can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. Don't do that. And it would just like randomly, this, the flip was, it would just switch. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you get stuck in this world where like kid brain is like, I don't know. I, I crave structure, but there is a weird structure here and I crave not this one. Can yeah. I get a different structure? So, Interesting. That is why I bounce around a lot. And then you'll see me pull myself out of the comedy community for a little while because things just get a little too real for me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that's what I struggle with on a daily basis. So Interesting. Yeah. Now that you're older and you only know your parents as divorced, do you ever think about, like, who they are as people now and, like, how they could have ever been, like, in love and married at one point? Uh, like do you see how they could have found each other because with my parents i look at them and i only know them as their divorced selves mm -hmm. and it makes absolutely no sense to me how they could have ever like been a couple i think they were married for like over 10 years or something and i'm like wow. this is impossible that you guys could have ever found each other because they're such incompatible people incompatible yeah. I, th I feel like incompatible is better. They're just like, I, I only know them who they are now. I didn't know them like obviously when they were married, yeah. but it just makes absolutely no sense that they were like, yeah, I am going to spend the rest of my life with this person because they're terrible together. Yeah. <laughs> I could have never put them together. Yeah. I, I, for me, I could see like the glimmers of my mom when my mom was cool. It was like, oh yeah, this, this lady could rule the world. Like my mom was. Yeah smart and charismatic and like all of these things that you know you look for in people but on the flip side she drank too much and she did drugs and she like she couldn't get past all this stuff in her childhood that made her adulthood awful yeah um and she was starting to get past it finally at like 60 60 roughly and so uh when she died we were just kind of like yeah, I mean, then we kind of expected we it. We saw it coming. Yeah, we expected it. So when my sister called, I was like, obviously sad, but like, you kind of knew. Like, yeah. it was, you knew the phone call was coming. You were just waiting, one of those deals. Um, and when we were going through her stuff, it was like this really cathartic moment because we were seeing like all the stuff she was doing to get past you know, where she was and better herself and open up and the last time i'd seen her was the most optimistic i'd seen her in a long time and it just like it didn't feel real because yeah. of all the past experiences of that it just i was like this could this can't be that's kind of a really yeah. like tender beautiful note for her to leave on though too yeah. like in a weird way it's like the last thing you remember of her is like her at her best yeah and that's like for me i just like knew because like the last time i saw her 
uh, I was really depressed afterwards because my brain was just like, she's in a delusional state now. And then like my dad was just like retiring. Oh no. And so my dad and her were in two opposite sides of life. And it just, it made me feel sad because I didn't ever want to be in a spot my mom was in. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I tend to be a little bit more like her than my dad. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that could be where I go. So I'm like, I need to make a lot of changes to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, and so then seeing all these changes that she was making already too, after she died, really just brought it back. And like, like you said, it kind of sugarcoated a real difficult moment. Uh, and our relationship has gotten stronger since she died. She haunts me all the time <laughs> and I kind of love it. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of love it. Cool. I want it to end, but at the same point, I, I kind of don't. How does she haunt you? Uh, I'll show you a picture afterwards. But uh, I cannot wait. Yeah, she. Uh, I was in this little orange jumpsuit uh, that was hers, and I was like to my sister, "I'm like, look, we're the same size, just being an idiot in this like <laughs> stupid orange jumper." Yeah. Um, and my sister took a picture. Well, I send that picture to my sister, and she's just like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" She's like look in this corner like what and it's our mom it's a picture of like the reflection of her mom in the picture uh and she is like this is so weird that you sent me that she oh goes because God. i just said she's like i said out loud mom i just need a sign to know you're okay and then that so uh it was just like this weird thing and then uh, i did an episode where um with tom Shellstrom, loss of a parent yeah as soon as I mentioned my mom, it's like 17 minutes in, audio starts getting really shitty. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. And that's the second episode I've done like that where it didn't. And the other one actually didn't upload. So that one doesn't exist, but it does. I have it somewhere. Oh, my so God. So she haunts me all the time. She haunted me in a dream one time. Punching bag right now. Yeah, it's so she always part of the reason why I love it so much is we used to watch John Edwards and I used to be like, that guy is so full of shit. He is full of shit. I still think he's full of shit, to be fair. But I do believe in ghosts. Uh, and so we used to watch all this ghost show stuff together. And yeah. that would be one of the things that we did. So, yeah. John. That's that weird little thing. John Edwards. I have to Google him right now. Crossing over with John Edwards. Uh, South Park <laughs> makes fun of him real bad. He's a total douchebag. He just does the numbers game. Does anyone... That's it. Uh, Someone, someone lost a lost a parent over here. So, so someone lost a, a, a close family member. Uh, it's uh, oh, their name starts with like a J or a, like a, an M or something. Mm. Uh, everyone loses a family member, and a lot of people have J's or M's. Yeah. Whoa, oh my uh, God! Most I common. I so numbers. bind to that. I lo- yeah. I love fake science. You want to though, but that's actually what he did was a real science yeah it was numbers he just played the numbers game and people would fall right into it and then he would just look at their faces and figure out where it needed to go yeah oh my god i would Pretty have been common one of those sad people that would have bought into it so quickly <laughs> i i love shit like that oh, okay. me too it's kind of the best um all right, so deviated. it's fine Pivoting. we're gonna pivot we're gonna take a <laughs> swing again we're coming right back uh so you bipolar two. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, w- like when was w- your first memory? Because we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, you have a memory of it. What's like looking back? What's the first memory you have of like, oh, that was I was in a phase. I was in bipolar manic or. Uh, 
Um, okay. Well, I, I like have memories now that I like know how to recognize like certain phases that I'm going in. Um, I used to like self mutilate a lot as a kid. Mm -hmm. My mom said it was like a really big problem is I have really bad like stress coping mechanisms. And so when I was a kid, I remember from probably like five to 12, I would hit my head against the wall a lot. Like I would find things um, like a wall or a pole or a hard surface and I would just start like slamming my head against it until I'd get like dizzy or just like wasn't stressed out anymore because my head hurt so much. I actually tried to kill myself when I was eight because I was like, I just would like take a pole and I was like slamming my head against a pole on the playground screaming like, I want to die. And then um, they brought me into the principal's office and they were like, did you try to kill yourself? And I was like, no and they were like oh thank god and just let me go back to school it was like an issue that was never dealt with and my mom would just like let me be until I was done or something and mm -hmm. I just would like hit my head against everything so like in retrospect that was probably like a probably a, a, a warning a warning a little bit of a red flag yeah also like one way that like mania can manifest itself is just like extreme anger and when I was a kid, my brother, obviously siblings, they know how to like poke you certain ways <laughs> yeah. and um, mm -hmm. they can push your buttons to like push you to your max. And I would get like so angry. I remember like grabbing knives and like wanting to stab him and like trying to or like I like threw like baseball bats and balls at him. I like broke windows to our house. I broke our garage door before. I like broke down doors and locks in my house because I'd get so enraged. I just like rip apart our house. I feel so bad about it now because it's like we would never replace. I like don't have a doorknob on my door in our childhood home because it's like I broke it off like three times that it was just like we're not going to replace it. And that's something that's how I like recognized it as an adult, too, is I just had this huge manic phase like last fall that I was like, we need to like, like bring in this problem that's happening. Yeah. So what do you do for treatment? Um, I take right now I take Lamictal, um, which is the brand name for Lamotrigine, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> but I took Wellbutrin, which is when I found out that, well, before I was bipolar, they said I had a complex depression, which mm -hmm. means they like just weren't really sure There's what a lot was of going factors on. That are going yeah. In. And so then I started taking Wellbutrin, which is like an antidepressant, and that sent me into mania. Yep. And I was plotting a murder of my roommate. I wanted to murder her. And I would like often just like sleep in the park down the street or go to my friend's house because I was like, if I stay here tonight, I'm going to kill her. Because I was just like so pissed off all the time. I broke every single dish in my house twice. Because I was Whoa. so angry. I was so angry all the time. And um, so I didn't like Wellbutrin. And mm -hmm. then I also had lithium. But when I was on lithium, I slept for like 16 hours a day. Yeah. And um, it was just like awful i like couldn't drag myself out of bed to do anything except for like go to work and even at work i was just like the worst person to be around now, lithium takes a, a, a major edge off yeah. of like everything yeah so lithium sucked and then i started taking lamictal i was taking all three of them at once and that was really good but then i went on a trip to europe because when i was manic i bought myself a trip to europe 
by myself for my birthday. And so I had the ticket and I was like, okay, well, we're going to go on it. Pretty cool gift. And then once I went on that trip, I didn't take any of my medication while I was there. So that was like the most amazing trip ever. <laughs> so I was just like so unmedicated and free. Um, and then when I came back, I started taking just Lamictal and Lamictal fucking sucks. <laughs> I hate it. I really want to switch it, but it's exhausting to like put yourself through like uh-huh. the new symptoms. Oof. Yeah. The worst thing about it is um, like a side effect of it is like word recall is really difficult. I mean, you yeah. you like kind of know this is like your thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what do they call it um, semantic uh, dementia. Sure. I think is what the term is. Yeah. So Pre- something that I like really, really have struggled with in the past like six, seven months or so is every time I'm speaking uh, I like really have a hard time like having coherent thoughts and um, like I constantly feel like a word that I can't remember is on the tip of my tongue mm-hmm. like every single time. So I'm like really not eloquent compared to what I used to be. I'm really bad with my words compared to what I used to be, yeah. which is really hard as a comic because you feel like your wit and your edge is gone because you literally just have no thoughts like you can't grab any of your words. Yeah, that that makes things difficult. I just like word vomit. But you also do like uh, I've seen your comedy a few times. Uh, You're more physical than I am on stage. Like I wouldn't say you're a physical comic, but you at least move. Yeah, I do on stage. I freeze. Yeah, and just build like a a tower of, please don't touch me. Uh, (laughs) So I'm like trying to be more physical, and that's why I'm like moving my arm as we're talking, just to even though it's like probably confusing because none of it adds up or makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, cause I'm trying to like unfreeze myself Interesting. from that position of stage. Cause I understand that like how I say things relates to how people perceive things. Mm-hmm. And if I'm saying them with both hands on the microphone, staring into it, they probably think I'm going to follow them to their car, <laughs> uh, which is the, I don't want to do That's that. That's not, not the vibe you want to put no, out there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think there are some comics that play really well with limited vocabularies. Because they understand <laughs> that their bodies can do a lot more. Yeah. So not always a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fine for the most part with stand-up just because you do, for the most part, like pre-plan what you're going to say. But I, it's really taken a toll on like my social life. And yeah. like even just, I mean, you've seen me before i don't really interact with people that often at like open mics and stuff because like a lot of times people will talk to me and their words just go right through me and i like i don't even have a single word or a single thought in my head that i can like cling on to to say back like it's literally just blank and i'm like what the fuck do you say to hey what's up like i'm fine when sometimes like just saying like I'm fine. How are you? Is like such a struggle to say back because you're mm-hmm. like, what are the words that you s- say back to like, hey, what's up? And I just like, I like there's such a disconnect between like my head and my mouth. And yeah. it sucks. Anytime someone says, hey, what's up to me? I'm like, ah, they don't want to talk to me. <laughs> really? Like, oh, yeah. You just want to go through the door that I'm standing by. Yeah, <laughs> not much. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> That's, that's fair. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yeah. It's like, it's like, hey, what's up? Seems like a throwaway to me. Like, not, hey, Andy, how are you doing? Or in uh, Khadija's case, hey, Matt, how are you doing? Hey, Matt, what's <laughs> up? 
Uh, oh, I love our host, Matt. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I get called Matt all the time. So no big deal, Khadijah. Uh, <laughs> give me a little shout out. Go shout see Khadijah out. Cooper. She's great. She's so funny. She's super nice. She we called me Matt her. today. I don't know what to do with that information <laughs> other than just like feel a little bit hurt because uh, she had to search my name and then she still called me Matt. Uh, so it's creative. If she's trying to get in my head, I love her even more. She did it. She's She won. She's a boss. Once again, women won. If it's purposeful, hell yeah. Love you, that. Uh, you're on best friend level with me now. Because <laughs> uh, that's super funny and something I would do to someone too. Uh, all right. Past that. We're past that. I can be Andy again. Uh, well, let's see. I have limited time. And I know yeah. I have five minutes before I have to go do the show that's Amazon tonight. Wow, how as much well. do we want to unpack in five minutes? I'll unpack it all on the stage tonight, baby. Yeah, you're not going to hear it because uh, this will be like oh, yeah, eight days after the show. Yep. But I'm going to fast forward real quick. Oh, man, that show was amazing. You should have seen it. We unpacked everything. You guys, I everything. crushed it. Oh, everyone crushed. There were laughs. There were tears. Oh, my God. It was it was something else. One that show. Books. Yeah, One you missed books. out. Yeah. Eight days ago, if you weren't there, you missed out. Wow, what a show that was. Oh, man. Whew. All right, we lived in that life. That was like <laughs> all fake, but my ego is glowing right now. <laughs> wow, I really did do amazing, didn't I? It did feel great. Yeah. It does feel great. I feel great talking about the shows that I'm on because uh, I put a lot of work into them uh, and I love them each. And I enjoy that people want to be on my shows. So it makes me feel good as a human. Oh, as uh, you should. I feel good. If I feel good. Um, what are, I've got a couple minutes, uh, what are some tips and tricks you can give to other people that uh, may tips have just, tips and tricks, like what, how do you get through your day? Like what, or do you have a mantra? A mantra? Oh my God. Uh, take your medication, you dumbass. That is what I have to say to myself every single day. Because even though I do hate the way my medication makes me feel right now, um, it is better to be struggling with my words than like constantly be planning somebody's murder or like my own suicide or something like that. Yeah. So it's like just take your fucking medication don't be afraid to take medication either because especially when you're bipolar it's just like it's you have to deal with it the, your mm. whole life and like even when you're manic like you feel incredible like i can't even lie i feel like the most amazing unbreakable thing in the world when i'm manic but um it's as good as that feels it's like i don't want to say it's fake but it isn't it isn't really real. It isn't grounded in like your real feelings. And so you just have to, it's better to be level than like feel the amazing highs and like the shitty ass lows. Yeah. The roller coaster. Um, And like I was so against taking medication because I thought it was just going to like fundamentally change everything about myself because I had never taken anything before. And I was, I, I only knew myself as an unmedicated person but i still feel like i'm pretty much the same to my core which is like weirdly it was like a weird hurdle to jump over that i like wasn't going to change in my core yeah. if i started taking medication you're able to be the more authentic version of yourself yeah because now you don't have to fight off this other uh, more emotive version yeah absolutely and um if you know you're like if you know your What's the word? If you know, if you know, um, 
I'm going to say symptoms of yourself, but mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't tendencies. like reach the word tendencies. Habits. Sure. Tendencies are habits of when you are like manic or when you're depressive, like let the people around you know, because, um, it's like, I do a lot of very concerning things when I'm, when I'm up higher, when I'm down low and when the people around me like know what to look for, they can help sort of ground me if my medication isn't doing a good enough job. Mm-hmm. Like what are some of the things? Um, well, I'd say that when I'm depressed, I sleep all the time, but when I'm manic, it's a lot easier to look for than when I'm depressed. Cause when you're depressed, you just kind of like isolate yourself. You want to kill yourself. You do all that jazz, all that jazz. But when I'm manic, it's just like, um, I spend insane amounts of money and I, um, don't sleep for days on end, like days on end. And I will just like go on like two hours of sleep all the time. Wow. Yeah. That's um, rough. What? That's rough. Yeah. It, it's rough like um, when you are coming down from the mania because then it all catches up to you. But like in the moment you're like, I don't need sleep. I'm above sleep. I'm beyond it. Like it's amazing. Um, And so like if somebody around me has been like, Sam, you haven't slept in like three days. Like what's up? That's probably something I should like check in on. And um, is this like a PG-13 podcast? I have insane amounts of sex when I'm um, manic. I mean, I'm just part of the thing of being like a bipolar female is you're just over. You're like hypersexual all the time anyways. Mm -hmm. But it's like when I'm extra manic, it's just like insane. It's like my... my sexual cravings are just like on full blast so yeah especially like my roommates used to call out if i would just have like too many like people coming into the house all the time Mm -hmm. because they were like sam what's up you just like keep having people coming in all the time and it's like sorry i can't stop i can't stop interesting well that's if i notice that i will let you know Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. I see oh that. Oh my God. Thank you yeah. so much. I got you. I got your back. Anyone yeah. listening to this? Same thing. <laughs> Just let us know. Have my back, you guys. Yeah. We're building a community. One podcast episode at a time. That was a weird plug, right? That was beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to cry over here. Uh, so, how do you feel? You feel good? I feel all right. Yeah. All right. All right is good, right? Yeah. Right. I'd say right now I'm like the best I've ever been. Dang. so that's pretty good <laughs> best version yeah the one that you can verify at least right yeah for sure uh, do you have any upcoming stuff other than tonight which today is December 22nd uh, you will all be hearing this on the 30th so oh on the 30th well I'm moving um, to Brooklyn on the 4th of January like New York City yeah that's amazing yeah so I don't really have any upcoming shows because I'm gonna be somewhere else i don't know how long i'm gonna live there everyone keeps being like i can't believe you're moving i've never been to new york city i did buy the ticket when i was manic and um i'm moving to new york um to just try it out see if i like the city do it i love new york been there once big fan yeah it's like uh, i'm from northern minnesota yeah um, which a lot of people think, oh, northern Minnesota, you can't subsist in this like city that's way more people than you've ever been around. But it's like walking through the woods, but you can ask a tree for directions. Interesting. Because none of the people on the street 
give any fucks about you. No. Just like none I'm of the trees so give any fucks about you. It's the best. Yeah. What? Where are you from in northern Minnesota? Uh, Grand Rapids area. Smaller. Mm. Smaller towns. Shout out uh, Calumet, Bovee, Marble. All those. Shout out. Blackberry. What's up? My What's Blackberry stores. There they're at. Oh, Cohasset. What's up? Reamer. Reamer. Calling them all out. Not you, Tacna. You go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Tacna, it's cool. <laughs> all right. Well, then we will wrap up the story here. Okay. Um, how, do you, how do you feel? I feel fine. Yeah. I feel good. I feel more energized now after this conversation. Good. To be honest, we talked about how I was tired earlier. I feel yeah. energized. I feel like we talked about some cool stuff. And I got to know you as a person more. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we got you in here before you moved to Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, and I hope you stay there and you live there happily. I hope I do too. Forever. Because Brooklyn's Maybe awesome. Not forever. Forever. But... You'll love okay. it. You'll never want to come back. And then when you come back, you'll be like, I'm oh, Minnesota's fine. I'm going to come is back fine. and I'm going to have such a fake Brooklyn accent. Hey, give coffee. That's what I'm going to be saying all the time. Brooklyn. That's good. I don't, I, I don't know. All the Brooklanders I know are weirdos. <laughs> That's right, Brooklyn. I'm coming at you. Invite me over there. Pay for my room and board for a minute. I'll come over. You can change my mind. Uh <laughs> All right. Well, then um, you can find me uh, weekly up at Matamidai's uh, Bloody Marys. We do shows there now. Uh, Lakeside Comedy, me and Trish uh, Cook host those shows. They're weekly up in Matamidai for the time being. We're not sure how long they're going to go um, for April or through April, I'm pretty sure. Um, for sure for now. Um, you can find me at Home Run Touchdown, um, a show I run with Joe Christensen. You can find me at... Uh, uh, flat earth every now and then i run a show there hopefully get uh, a new monthly date for that uh, you can find me on instagram uh, matt failed uh, i got a facebook <laughs> page now matt failed you can hit me up on all that stuff so uh, thank you for listening like comment review subscribe i know this is the boring part of the show but the more of those i get the more people listen and the bigger we can build the community that we're we're working towards so uh, that being said, thank you as always for listening. Thank you for making this uh, first year of the podcast a great year, and hopefully, you achieve all your resolutions and all of those fun things. Uh, as always, tell me about your hard days. Oh, thank you. Bye. <laughs>